Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corey. This is Ryan. This is the Unqualified Commission Podcast. Tonight, uh, we are going to do things a little bit differently. Um, we're, we're kind of taking the show a different kind of, of different avenue, I guess. So tonight, uh, we're going a little bit more controversial. Tonight's topic is going to be legal versus right. But before we start, Ryan wants you to lead us in a word of prayer. Sorry, I couldn't breathe for a second. I had to cough. Like Corey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, dear Lord, I pray that you speak through us tonight and uh, guide our words, Lord. And <clears throat> uh, I pray that we reach we reach people and keep on growing the podcast, Father, and just use us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So before we start the show, um, I want to get some announcements out the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't done an update in some of the announcements in a few episodes. But uh, Ryan and I are official. We have bought a studio. The studio is supposed to come deliver tomorrow. Tomorrow. At like 10 a.m. So we're super excited about that. It's going to have to have a lot of work done to it. Though. It, gonna... It's certainly going to be a lot of work, and Ryan and I are going to be working our butts <laughs> off. But uh, we are super excited that we are f- officially moving into our own space. Um. We also got some new sound equipment. We yeah. got some new microphones. Quality We're, is going to go up. We got a good camera too now. We got a good camera. So we, good things are definitely coming down the pipeline. Um, It'll be a little bit though. Nothing uh, nothing drastic too soon, too yeah. quickly. But uh, we, we want to put that in your ear that we are improving and that you, you guys' blessings to us and to this show and to this ministry have been definitely not no, uh, unnoticed. They definitely go noticed and we are very grateful for not only you guys, but for the Lord blessing you and the Lord blessing us in this ministry. Mm-hmm. So like I said, we're kind of taking this show a little bit differently. Um, this is probably one of our most controversial topics um, tonight. And we want to preface the show with saying that this show is not a judgment. Yeah. It is not a, um, we're not casting you to hell. We're not wishing you malice. We're not doing any of those things. We just want to tell you the truth. And uh, so, in a loving way, in a loving way, yeah, and, and Ryan and I will certainly get into the details of tonight. But we want to first of all say that if you know of anyone, or if you are personally struggling with some of the topics that we talk about tonight, we want to reach out, or you want to, you to reach out to us so that we can maybe get you the resources that you need, or some in contact with some people that uh, know the subjects a lot more than we do. Yeah, uh, we just want to make sure that we definitely put this on the forefront of the show that this is with love and that we are certainly not trying to cast any stones Mm -hmm. so with all that said um like we said tonight's topic is legal versus right so ryan if if i had to say something that is legal um versus right what what is kind of a a topic that comes to your mind the first topic that comes to your mind in the legal realm that is necessarily not morally right for Christians to partake in. There's several actually that come to mind, but one of the first ones I think of is uh, drinking. Drinking is legal if you're above 21, but is it right? Um, <clears throat> there are several verses I have to back this up. I don't believe drinking is right, um, even if. Now this, this is a something I had to think on. Um, even if you don't get drunk, but you drink, I don't believe it's right. I mean, it's 
non-Christians look at you and they see you drinking and you're, you're blending in with the crowd. You're not standing out. So you're guilty by association. Guilty by Even if you're not getting drunk. I, it gives you a bad con, a bad connotation to Christians. You, um, but one of the verses I have that backs this up is Proverbs 23, 20-21. Be not among drunkards or among gluttonous eaters of meat. For the drunkard and the glutton will come to poverty and slumber will clothe them with rags. Now, the... Let me say this. The Bible does, doesn't does say drinking is wrong. It does say getting drunk is wrong. It gets you in a non-sober mindset. And hold up, I have another I have a verse on this too. Let me pull it up real quick. It's 1 Peter 5 eight. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. And now when you are in a non-sober mind state, you're not thinking clearly. Clearly, It can give a devil a foothold, the devil a foothold in your life. So traditionally, Ryan and I, again, disagree on just about every topic or every idea. But I do have to say, um, in this realm, Ryan and I wholeheartedly agree. Um, so I believe that uh, you should not drink alcohol as a Christian. Very much so the reasons that you give. But uh, I... I believe that when you consume alcohol or any mm-hmm. substance that uh, clouds your judgment or clouds your mind, right? Whether that's pills, whether that's alcohol, whether that's illicit drugs, yeah, I believe that takes away the ability for you to clearly and consciously make a decision and hear from God. Uh, so it, you're it, relying more on the flesh, you're relying on the flesh, which is clouded at that moment. And uh, I believe that it's, uh, it's very hard when you're under the influence of these substances that it's uh, very hard to be of sound mind and to be making decisions that now, are best for you and your family. I have heard, I don't know this person personally, but I've heard someone say that when they are you know, high or drunk, they think more clearly than when they're sober. I definitely think that's a tactic from the enemy that is making you think that you think more clearly, but we all know that these are mind-altering um, drugs or alcohol, yeah. right? And um, I certainly believe that that is a tactic that the world uses. Oh, I can think more clearly, and and it is funny because I I I do have um, some people I know that are very much alcoholics. Um, they consume so much alcohol that their body depends on the alcohol mm-hmm. to the point that um, they act drunken when they're sober and they act sober when they're drunk. They're a functioning alcoholic. They're a functioning alcoholic yeah. and to the point where they, when they do not consume alcohol, they get the shake so bad that you would, it, it's, it's amazing that they, you know, that their body needs alcohol that much. Mm-hmm. And so I would have to agree that I'd say some people do function better but That's I because they're so dependent they're on They're so it. dependent on it, right? You shouldn't be dependent on anything like that. So I have a story, and this story is, is very sad, but uh, I have been convicted that I will not be the temptation <clears throat> that causes someone to fail, yeah. um, especially with con- concerning alcohol. So I had a dear friend of mine. His name was Demetrius Fountain. He um, was an alcoholic. And, and a little bit about my testimony I too was an alcoholic. I uh, I was uh, in the United States Navy, and I, I'm of course I'm a Navy veteran now. But during my time in the service, it was very easy to drink. It was very, it was uh, almost, it was like a rite of passage to drink. 
And so I became an alcoholic. And, and I would never got to the point where my body depended on it and I had to have it to function. But I did enjoy it and I would consume it daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'm downplaying it a little bit, but I definitely don't think that I was dependent on alcohol. But I do believe that my body craved it. You know? But uh, Demetrius Fountain, during our time, we met uh, in a ministry called The Encounter. And I was uh, Demetrius's um, line server, and uh, he felt convicted that he needed to give up alcohol. And so he he went to the altar and we prayed, and he made a vow before me and before God that he was going to give up alcohol and never drink again. Well, within two weeks of that meeting and in that vow and that in that altar call, Demetrius Fountain was killed in a car accident, and. At first, you know, of course, I was angry. I was depressed. I was, there was a lot of emotions. I didn't know how to handle that death. And you know, as time progressed, I kind of learned that God used that to teach me, even though, even though it was not, and I'm not blaming God for his death. I'm just saying God used that death to teach me valuable lessons. And, yeah. when, and, when, and when I heard the news of Demetrius's passing, I instantly felt conviction in my heart that there needed to be no alcohol um, in my home. And, and I never struggled with tobacco or I never struggled with uh, illicit drugs or anything like that, so that wasn't in my home, but alcohol was in my home. So I went home and I poured every drink, every ounce of liquor, every beer, everything I had in my house down the drain. And in, in that moment, I, I was kind of fearful. I was kind of fearful that I would have the cravings that I wouldn't be able to handle. So I said, Lord, please take away the desires of my heart to drink alcohol. And I know there are some people who pray prayers and it takes time to pass before those prayers are answered, but this was instantaneous. The Lord took away those desires to drink and I have not had a drink in my house, nor have I had a drink to drink since that. And that has been over a year ago. And and that's not to pat my own self on the back. That's not to boast. That's not to anything. But I know there's people in this world who struggle with alcohol mm-hmm. and they struggle with illicit drugs. And they, they've they been in and out of rehab and they've went through the 12-step programs and they just have a hard time giving it up. But I'm here to tell you that prayer works. Prayer absolutely works. And so I want, I want to offer you guys, our audience, uh, I mean, like we said, we want you to hear from you. And if, you, if you're struggling with this problem, by all means, email us. And we will sit, uh, Ryan and I will certainly pray with you. We will pray for you. We will intercede on your behalf. It can work. Yeah. It'll certainly work. It certainly yeah. works. Um, but that's just the conviction I feel. And I'm not saying that you can't enjoy alcohol responsibly. I, I wholeheartedly believe that you can enjoy alcohol responsibly. And not get drunk, like you said, and only have one drink. And um, yeah, my thing with that is, what's the point of it if you're not right? And that, I don't know. I, there's mixed emotions, mixed viewpoints on this. That's just what I see. And I and what that's what I I'm, I'm kind of um, alluding to is, I kind of think though, if you are just drinking one drink and you're doing it responsibly, I think you're putting yourself into a, you're being at risk for being tempted further. Yeah. 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 Um, and and this goes along with leadership of the church. If someone's out there, they see you drinking a drinking a beer. You know what I'm saying? You're uh, casting 
a, a bad shadow on your church or other Christians, and they're like, "Oh, you're a Christian. You're out here drinking a beer. What's up with that?" You know. So that that again, that's where I'm gonna say. I don't know. I have mixed viewpoints. Uh, and I do as well. Now, I do see the drinking responsibly, but I don't. For me, or I'm not gonna do it. You know. And that's that's me as well. I I see. I, I'm gonna say, I see the other side. I'm just saying, for me and my conviction. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it either. I don't want to cast a, a bad a bad light on Christians, you know what I'm saying? Right. I and want to be the light in the dark You don't want to tempt other people to drink with you. They're going to be like, oh, you're a Christian, you're drinking, let me do it too. Well, and like I said, I don't want to be the reason that somebody has to face those demons. You don't want to be a stumbling block. I don't want to be a stumbling block. And I know the scripture talks about don't be a stumbling block to your brother. And I, I don't yeah. know exactly that verse, and I don't want to misquote it, but I, I know it's, it's, it tells you to be wiser than to be a stumbling block to your brother. But for us, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do <laughs> yeah. it. So, so kind of continuing on down this path. Uh, but the whole point behind that is being in a sober mindset and just hearing from God. That's the yeah. That's that's the that's that is the and bottom line. Can, that's the answer. Drinking can bring you down. Uh, it says it will come to poverty. You know, if you're constantly. Drinking is expensive. It is. Yeah. I was, was going to say certainly. I mean, if you you try to get drunk every single night, I mean, you're definitely going to be in a financial burden. <laughs> well, g- going back to the uh, to leadership of the church, First Timothy three eight says, in the same way, deacons are to be worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine, and not pursuing dishonest gain. Don't be don't be drunk if you're if you're leader of the church. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we're all, and, and we keep going to the church, but I honestly think we're all. As, as we take on the badge of Christianity, right? I think we're all leaders. Yeah, yeah. We we are. We lead I mean, people that's, to Christ. That's, that's we're leading people to Christ, yeah. right? So that's what the Great Commission says. That's what the reason of this ministry is. So for me, I don't want to, like I said, be a, a stumbling block for someone yeah. that I'm trying to lead, and I certainly don't want to put doubt into their mind, saying, "Well, if you're doing this, uh, how how are you really going to lead us? How can you really?" Mm-hmm. Um, so again, for for me and for, and for obviously you, it, it's just not worth the the risk. No, um, for my reputation. If you're not being a light to others if you're partaking in the things of the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, I want to kind of preference that was the the surface of this. So um, the topics that Ryan and I are going to continue. And we could have dove into that much deeper. That could be an episode on its own. Certainly, on. certainly. But uh, so if I had to ask you. Another topic that is legal, but is questionably morally right, what, what would you have to answer? We'll save the big one for last. Okay. So uh, another one is like weed or okay. cigarettes, anything like that. Um, so uh, like I, I kind of already pointed out my views, um, I don't think you should participate in any substance that alters your mindset. Yeah. Um, and I, Along with the drinking... So I kind of want to like preface that. So um, I was I was in the service, and uh, unfortunately I have been diagnosed with PTSD. Right, and um, I went back and forth with my wife. Um, so the Veterans Affairs has put me on medication to help manage PTSD, mm-hmm. and I fought with my wife. Uh, very hard about this and I I said I'm not taking any drugs I'm not taking any pills I'm not taking anything that alters my mindset right because that's what I felt spiritually right Mm -hmm. and we went back and forth and back and forth and uh, eventually the therapist and my wife persuaded me to believe that you know um, the Lord can still bless 
doctors and bless yeah, pharmaceuticals. I believe that wholeheartedly. He can use medication. He could use doctors and all that. Yeah. So um, after you know praying and fasting on this, the I do take medication to help manage my PTSD. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I don't want to point fingers, and I don't want you to I don't want you to hear our message tonight and say. Well, Corey and Ryan said we shouldn't take any substance to alter your mental <laughs> status to hear from God. What I'm, what I'm, I'm not saying that. Please don't go home and pour all your prescriptions down the toilet and say, I've never taken these again. <laughs> I'm not saying there's a time and a place yeah, to do God that. God can heal, and God can use medicine. You know what I'm saying? God can, and, that, and that's what my wife really, and my wife is really a cornerstone in my life. But my wife said, you know, God can use doctors and can use these things um, to to heal you, to yeah. quote unquote, heal you. God can use worldly medicine to heal you, just because He doesn't, He uses all things for His glory. Right. So just yeah. because He doesn't, you don't just touch the hem of His garment and that you're healed, doesn't mean that He's not healing you. He can still answer your prayer through, through mm-hmm. worldly medicine. Right. So that's I want to preference all of that with this, you know. But uh, so I, I still struggle. I, I struggle with taking the medication, right? So I obviously do, because I've come to realize that off of my medication, I'm a worse person, right? I, I struggle with anger, and I struggle with um, night terrors, and I struggle with depression. I, I struggle with a lot of those things. And I've come to realize that the medicine makes my life better, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a better person, I, and I honestly feel that I have a more clear head you know, to follow Christ without all those distractions in my life. You know, with depression because if you if you ever have depression in your life, depression will, depression will distract you from most of life. You know, it'll distract you from you're not experiencing the fullness of right, yeah. right. It'll distract you from Bible study. It'll distract you from your kids' life. It'll mm-hmm. distract you, right? So, for me, um, the medications have helped me set aside all distractions so that I can focus more on my ministry. And I wholeheartedly believe that God is using these doctors and this medication to heal me. And so I, again, I want to say that I don't want you guys to go home and pour out your medications and say, Corey and Ryan said you shouldn't take anything. We're, we're not saying that. We're, we're saying before you commence to taking something, before you commence to doing something in your life, there should be prayer and fasting. Yeah, definitely. Way before that decision ever happens, right? And. And if you feel a certain conviction that you should not be taking medication, that's between you and the Father. But for me, I do not feel the same conviction that I feel taking my medication to manage PTSD as I do drinking or smoking or taking illicit drugs. And uh, I I would consider myself blessed as I've never taken illicit drugs. Um, I have a testimony. My mother um, consumed illicit drugs and... Seeing the way that illicit drugs destroyed her life scared me so bad that I, I never wanted to uh, take partake in illicit drugs. Yeah. But I, I do know that I struggled with alcoholism. And I do know that there's a ministry out there going bar to bar and pub to pub and pub hopping and uh, bar hopping and, and spreading the word of God in the bar. But for me, I know that I struggled so much with alcoholism that... I don't believe that that's my reason I've been placed on this earth. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, although my ministry looks like a podcast, if you don't have that temptation, you don't struggle with alcoholism and you've never had the, you never liked the taste, maybe that may that could be, be for you. That yeah. may be your mission, right? You're, that may be how your ministry looks. And, and, and what I'm saying is I don't want to 
judge a ministry. I don't want to cast stones at a ministry. I don't. The Lord uses each and every person how He needs to use each and every person. Yeah. So just because Ryan and I's ministry looks like this doesn't mean that your ministry. Everyone has their own mission field. And everyone has their own ministry. It could be your workplace. It could be your workplace. It could be your school, family. It could, there are so many things that it could be anywhere you go, really. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's what it is. Honestly, it's anywhere. It, your ministry ministry can be anywhere, anybody. I mean, if you see someone at the gas pump. And you give them twenty dollars, and you just say, "The Lord, the Lord laid this on my heart that you need this more than I do." I mean, that's a ministry. That is honestly a ministry, you know. And everybody thinks that the like, everyone thinks that their ministry is this huge, grand plan. When sometimes we forget the basics, the core fundamentals, that we we missed the forest because of all the trees in the way. Yeah. Right. And I love that saying because it's like you're looking for something grand, you're looking for something huge, and you can't. You're forgetting to look the simple. And, and Ryan and I have talked about this in our lives. You know, people forget that your ministry starts with the man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror, right? It starts in your home. It starts with you, and then it starts with your home, and then your family, your direct family, then your extended family, and then your community, your church, and then it just it ripples out from there. Mm. But uh, to continue, kind of continue, how you uh, get back on topic? A get little back bit. on topic a All little right. bit. We were talking about weed. <laughs> Talk about weed. So obviously, I have the same belief on weed as I do alcohol. So I that's yeah, the same. But there could be a, a medical use for weed. Um, I don't know much about it. I haven't really looked into it. But I know it does have health benefits. But people could misuse it, misuse the prescription. That's a big thing. I just want to, this is, I guess what we're saying is, before you decide to do anything with your health, pray, about you, it. pray and fast about it, right? So if you've struggled with using marijuana and you've abused marijuana prescriptions, yeah, maybe, maybe that's not for you. <laughs> maybe it's not for you, right? And maybe if you have an addictive personality or maybe, it, yes. you know, maybe there's other alternatives to your treatment plan, what we're saying is before you make any decision... You should just be praying and fasting and, and waiting, waiting for an answer. Because sometimes we get so busy and so caught up, we just repeat a prayer and we just kind of talk fast to God, but we we don't wait for that response. And I, I know for me personally, God's voice is usually very soft and tender, and you have to pause to hear it. It's not You can't just be doing 1,500 things and then hear the Lord's voice. Now, some people, maybe they can, but for me, the Lord's voice comes in a very soft and humbling experience, and mm -hmm. it's, you have to seek it out. It's not just something that yep. just... And for me, um, He speaks to me through, either, most of the time anyway, by closing or opening doors. If things don't work out, then it's not meant to be. <laughs> and, and Ryan can wholeheartedly speak to this, because last night we were going to record this show, and... It went down the drain. It went down the drain. And we know now because after further praying and further fasting and further seeking the word, we, we got were, revealed ideas yeah. tonight and we got revealed more of this show that we would not have said last night if we were rushed it. So sometimes when something doesn't work out, maybe it's just time to stop and say, okay, Lord, I know you have control of this. I want, I want you to guide me in the next steps that you want me to take. Yeah. 
So um, I know it's very easy when something doesn't work out to be like, why, God? Why is this not working out? You told me this. Why is this not working out? But again, the way the Lord speaks to me is very calming and very peace and and humbling and very close. It, it, it's not... It's not this screaming match. It's a very intimate time. Yeah. Right? All right. To continue on with the juicy stuff. Uh, this is maybe the last topic of the night, or well, no, it's not. But this is the last legal, but not right topic of the night. Okay. Um, so, Ryan, what is that topic we keep uh, we keep re- reframing ourselves from talking about? Abortions. Abortions. So, abortions is a very sensitive subject. Yes, very. Um, so, uh, Ron and I want to again preference this whole this whole show. This is not a casting stones uh, match. This is not us judging. We're saying this out of love. Out of love, speaking the truth that we what we believe is right. So, uh, Ron, what is your belief on abortions? Uh, do I believe they're right? No, I do not. You're you're taking a life, but. There could be traumatic experiences that lead women to want to have abortions. Uh, for instance, rape. Do I still believe it's right? I do not believe it's right. God can use anything for the good. He can use that child to do miraculous things in the future. Use that testimony that God used you know, a, a rape baby. You know, um, But I do want to say... I understand there's a lot of trauma carrying that baby. Um, it could, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, Corey. Well, I, w- I want to say is like we do not want to undermine yeah, we don't. the trauma and the stress and the overall negative experience yeah. um, that can surround certain things. So, for example, rape or incest or um, any of those nature things, right? But what we do want to say is, so I wholeheartedly believe that abortion is wrong yeah. as well, right? And, and and what I want to say is, um, I believe it's wrong regardless of the reason, okay? And I, and I know that seems pretty insensitive, right? But like you said, I, I believe that the Lord can use any experience or any situation to be His to His, to his glory. Mm-hmm. And what I and what I want to say is, is um, we want to help you. If you know someone... Or if you're personally going through this, we we want to help. We're sorry get, for what happened. Yeah, to you. we are absolutely sorry for what happened. We we do not want to take away the your right to have anger and have depression and have all the emotions that come along with that. But what we want to say is we we are here to show love, and we're here to be a light for you and walk you through it. Walk you through yeah. it, and, and and I love that verse. Um, and is it Psalms 31? Um, I, I will certainly look this up. Uh, forgive me. I, I did not expect this, but this is just... Uh, Psalms 139, is that the one you were talking about? Um, though I walk through the shadow of death. No, that, um, that may be 31. I don't have that one. Uh, forgive down. us. I'm going to look up a verse really quick. So the the one I want to... Read it. Maybe Psalms twenty-three here. Yeah, Psalms twenty-three, verse four. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Okay, the key word here is through. 
Yeah. Okay. Through. Not around, not under, not, not above. So the Lord is going to walk you through this. He's going to get you through it, right? And there's a misconception um, out there that the Lord won't put more on your shoulders than you can handle. That That's a lie. The Lord will absolutely... You know, I thought that until a few days ago where I heard it the way you're about to explain it. The Lord will absolutely put more on your shoulders than you can handle. That's why you need Him. Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't know where I heard that at. It wasn't uh, you. It was somebody else. But, uh, you know, I thought that too. And, it, and I forget... <laughs> it was probably a church service, but we heard this, and Ryan and I just looked at each other, our little minds were blown. But the key word here is through, okay? So the Lord can take you through anything, okay? It doesn't matter how big or how small you think this issue you is. You just have to look at the big picture. And and the Lord will be right there beside you, holding your hand, okay? But uh, what I want to kind of bring full circle is this is this is mine and Ryan's belief, but we believe abortion is wrong because we know the potential a child carries. So, yeah. you know, I heard it the other day. Um, I was listening to something, and God, they said, uh, "Do you think God applauds you when you're pulled up to an abortion clinic?" You know, He does not. He's not applaud that. He frowns on it, but He's they're willing to extend the grace and mercy wherever it's needed. But like Corey said, he's also willing to walk you through this step by step, however long it takes. And um, what we're saying is, even and we're, we understand that there may be so much traumatic experience around. That you feel like rape, that's your only way out. Or an incest. Um, that It may be your only way. That's what you feel. <clears throat> but what we want to kind of point out is there's, there is options out there. There's, yeah. there's adoption and there's, um, you know, foster care. There's there's other options out there, right? If you if you can't bear the idea of bearing or, or to see a child that was forced upon you, but I want to share a story, and this this really touches my life. So a dear friends of ours, um, their name is Chris and Kristen. Yeah. So Chris and Kristen had um, the misfortunate mishap that they could not bear a child, and. Um, they prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed to get pregnant, and uh, unfortunately, they never came to bear a child of their own. And so they have recently um, been given the opportunity to go through adoption, and if you know this story and you see this story, it's the most amazing story ever, that this this child was brought into their life through adoption, and it completed their life. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely changed their mm-hmm. life. It, it was so many answered prayers. It was... And, and I know that Chris and Kristen is not the only family who struggles with being barren, you know, they, that they cannot bear a child. So I just, for me, I just know the child's potential. I mean, what if that child grows up and changes the face of the planet? What if they cure cancer? What if they are the next Albert Einstein? What if they're the next evangelist preacher who preaches the word so strongly mm-hmm. that the masses come to the Father and come become saved, right? I for me, the child it's not the child's fault of the situation that surrounded And yet they're the receiving the punishment. They're receiving the punishment. They're receiving the pun the ultimate punishment. They're receiving death, their life. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I said, I for me, I it's hard for me to understand and fathom all of this and and 
and I'm a man, and Ron is a man, yeah. and, and we cannot fathom the emotions that a woman must feel when they're faced with these decisions to commit abortion or not. Mm-hmm. Not even with just rape or incest. This is overall. Just, just across the board, general, right? Yeah. There's no physical way that we can share to you and say that we even have an ounce of understanding of the thoughts that cross your mind and things like that. But we want to say that, yes, we believe it's wrong, but we're not We're not here to cast, cast stones. stones. We're here to walk you through it. Help we're, walk here you through to, it. we're here just it's to been, be a, a yeah. light in a dark room. So we, like I said, although Ryan and I don't understand the emotions and the thoughts that go around uh, surrounding an abortion, I'm a pretty good listener, and, and I know <laughs> yeah. Ryan is too. I, I mean, the... Corey talks a lot. I have to listen a lot. <laughs> Ryan is a better listener than I. But what I, what we want to say is we we are here. We're here to support you, and we're here to extend the resources that you need to. Right, yeah. certainly that we're here to, and, and and we will stay up day and night, whatever that looks like, finding the resources, finding the help, finding the clinics, finding the aid, finding the premarital vitamins all those things and just because ryan and i doesn't know the exact emotions doesn't mean uh, I, I have a wife and and i know ryan has significant friends and we have women in our life and a mother that can help you mm-hmm. or help us help you you know and that and all that could be done with the lord's help you know just guiding us through it so i want to go a little bit lighter of a note now that now that we've kind of got that out of the way so, I kind of want to flip the coin here, or flip the play on its head, and say, what maybe, we've talked about things that are legal, but not necessarily right, but what are some things that are maybe illegal, but I, or yourself, don't believe are necessarily wrong? Well, the topic that we had last night kind of turned over on us. So, so to kind of give you some context, so Ryan and I live very similar, very similar in proximity to a, a small town, and this small town used to have a law on the books mm-hmm. that would prohibit preaching on the street corner. This law has since unless you pay a, f- a, fine. a fine, yes, yeah. you would have to pay a fine and get a vendor's permit, and and this law has since been overturned and abolished, which is which is a blessing. But the, this small town had a law that if you were caught preaching the word of God without this vendor's permit, that you would be penalized with a fine. And I and I don't know the extent, how many times it would take before you would went to jail, but I, I suspect that the more repeat offenders would, would end up spending a couple nights in jail. And uh, Ryan and I were absolutely baffled by this idea that you could literally be arrested and placed into jail for preaching the word of God, um, so and then Corey found out this morning. Yeah, so we actually did some research this morning, and it has been found out that this law has been since overturned, and that you can now preach the word of God mm-hmm. as long as you have the owner's permission of private property, or you do. Uh, there were, there's still stipulations. You can't block uh, right away. You can't yeah. uh, block the sidewalk. You can't uh, block entrances into. It has to be either public property. It's understandable, though. Right. Yeah. Some understandable um, housekeeping rules, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I was very glad. And we had a whole segment last night on um, how we believe that that was not necessarily wrong, but it was against the law, technically. But uh, that has since been resolved. Yeah. 
So is there any other things that you believe that are illegal that are not necessarily wrong for, for, for Christians to partake in? Honestly, nothing off the top of my head. So I, I was kinda, I was banking on that topic. Yeah, that we, had. we had a whole we had a whole spill on that, but uh, I do want to kind of go into um, prayer in churches and prayer in schools. Yes, that's a good one because uh, it is, and I don't want to use the word illegal, but prayer in schools is not allowed anymore. Um, you know, I, I know there was a lot of back and forth about legality of freedom of religion and and all those things so I wholeheartedly believe that the Constitution protects uh, the First Amendment in fact students can still pray though can they, can they not so um, and, and again this has been in the court system a few times but I, I think to the, the most recent thing is it can be student-led but not uh, but, faculty but not led. faculty-led right and Which, so that's that could be understandable since so I kind of understand I mean, both sides but what bothers me is the First Amendment says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So to even kind of even say that faculty can't per participate in religious activities to me sounds like you would say they they could force it on the children when they and, really don't want it. Though. And I and I ag agree that we should separate church and state, but uh, it does bother me that um, they're limiting these faculty members from participate in religious activities and I know around here of course we're in the Bible belt if the students ask the question though the the teachers can answer with their opinion it has to be started by the student right right and and and, and again I, yeah. I I'm not saying that um, religion should be forced down the throat because mm -hmm. um, of course as a Christian I, I don't want Buddhist beliefs to be forced down my kids throat and, and what I'm saying is I guess if you're going to say we have to treat everyone equally yeah, you, I guess that's the best possible you could solution. take it in the other context too like you said with other religions being forced but uh, I for me that has always struck me the wrong way that uh, that is technically illegal but I don't necessarily believe it's wrong mm -hmm. um, so you take that as the grain of salt that it is just, I guess I kind of see. I see both sides of the coin. I don't know. And certainly, that's uh, that could be a whole episode by itself. I too. could um, definitely. But each of these topics individually <laughs> could be a whole episode. And if you we, guys, we may dive more into it later. Certainly. And if you guys want to hear more, or you want to hear a dedicated episode to some of these topics, shoot us that email. Alcohol could be a big one. Uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, illicit drugs could be a whole. I, I could spend a whole hour just by itself <laughs> on illicit drugs, but. Um, we want to hear from you. We yep. want to hear again. We we're interested. You you've heard from the get go what we're interested in. Um, if you disagree with us, if you agree with us, if you let us know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts. Yep. If you, you want think? to hear different topics, if you like the topics, if you want to expand on the topics that we have, please. What are your us. opinions on these topics? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of things. That, there's a lot of. Please email us. Don't don't uh, hesitate to email us. So our email is theunqualifiedcommission at gmail .com. It'll be in the description. It will be in the description, um, and don't uh, don't be fearful of of the email system. We uh, we do read all the emails. Now you may not get a response, but we do read all of our emails. Mm -hmm. um, we we have time restraints and schedule things that we have to work out in our own schedules. But don't believe that just because you don't have a response, don't mean that we didn't read it. But uh, 
I'm really glad we went down this tonight. I, uh, I'm really happy with the show. Yeah. Again, we really want to um, kind of press this in. Please, please do not believe that we're attacking you or that we're throwing stones. This is not, that's not what we're doing. We're just, we want to speak the truth regardless of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But this has been Corey. This is Ryan. And this has been the Unqualified Commission Podcast. We look forward to seeing you next time.